Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, we have covered the likes of Sony having a bit of a bit of a wobble at the minute a few times across the last few weeks, but there has been an ex-Sony employee taking to Reddit to do an AMA and ask me anything, or everything, anything, probably the, probably the A part of the AMA, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, saying ask me anything about uh, working at Sony. Now, this has been verified by some mods on the forum, also verified by Colin Moriarty, ex-IGN staffer, dude who has his Sacred Symbols uh, channel podcast and everything else, um, saying that a lot of the points made here does line up with what he's heard as well. Um, mm. So there seems to be enough... Um, um, you know, verification in regards to what's uh, revealed here. Now, the um, Sony employee does open. The main point of the post was to address a lot of the stuff around the Vita. Um, it is over on the Vita Reddit itself. Um, so there are some points uh, about the Vita, but then there's some wider stuff about the way that Sony approaches video games in general, and it sort of hints at why they're so all over the place at the minute. Uh, one prevalent point being that um, the guy refers... The guy's name is literally just former Sony dude. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be pretty easy to hunt down if they decide to uh, get the big old cannons out. But um, yeah, one of the points is uh, he says that Sony as a company are very much like siloed off um, and says that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing um, which is always a great uh, way to run a business um, but in regards to the Vita some very quick points um, there was a Bioshock being made for Vita that was cancelled um, one of the things to take away in regards to the proprietary memory cards that the Vita had which was one of the most despised decisions that the Vita had its own memory cards when it launched um, that apparently came from the 2011 PlayStation hack that Sony in a, in a response to that uh, wanted to lock everything down so that was why they had their um, custom memory cards um, right. And also the Vita in general was cast aside uh, when Sony realized that people could hack the firmware um, and they apparently had trophy support planned for it. Um, but once people, once they started realizing all the different data, the telemetry data on the amount of people pirating games for the Vita, they abandoned that altogether and they just wanted to get rid of it um, because uh, obviously you would be able to manufacture platinums and change all that data and everything else. So that's one of the major reasons why the Vita went away. Um, in terms of big old quotes uh, for Sony overall though, um, this is in reference to why there's so much change going on right now. Um, the guy says that PlayStation is historically a Japanese brand. In the time since PlayStation debuted, America has grown to be the lot, has become the largest video game market. Um, there's been a lot of internal competition for the control of the PlayStation brand, and over the last several years, you can clearly see where America has been winning. Relocation of the HQ, shutdown of most of the Japanese studios, and the DualSense's X default confirm as a final FU uh, are some of the notable examples off the top of his head. Um, and he says all of that took place above his level, think officers and the like. Um, what's your initial thoughts on all of this because these, these are some big old quotes left right and center yeah totally i think all of this kind of like seems to confirm some of the other reports or some of the other theories that have been coming out of this entire sony thing not just over the past week or so since the bloomberg mm. report dropped but like for the past year since they've been you know since there's been the rumblings of them moving away from a more international perspective and moving away from the more um, distinct local uh, branches of sony and moving to more kind of like one big, hegemonic, um, globalized, international mm. kind of like 
headquarters, I guess, or system that, you know, where it's like America centric and the Japanese stuff is kind of left in the dust a little bit. Like we said, you know, there's a bunch of great examples that they list there. We've had like the shutdown of the Japan studio. We've had a move away recently in the Bloomberg report from highlighting games that will only appeal to Japanese players. And yeah, again, I, I can only repeat what I said in like those videos where that sucks because you want like these <laughs> unique flavors. You don't just want everything to be kind of like smoothed out and as mainstream focused as possible to get the widest possible reach. Because, you know, like they mentioned here, there is a huge um, heritage in what Sony has done previously. Yeah. And even if that's not making the most money in the entire world, doesn't mean it's not worth pursuing because so much about why Sony and PlayStation specifically succeeds is because of its personality. You know, in the PlayStation one yep. days and two days, like those adverts they made were so against the grain and so interesting and weird that they helped endear people to that platform and position PlayStation as something different from Nintendo, mm -hmm. you know? So I just worry a little bit if you kind of like ignore the Japanese side of the games and the creators, and you're trying to smooth out its all identity like what's left, are you even left with the PlayStation that everyone fell in love with? Are we just left with a kind of um, a company and big cooperation that has no real distinct identity outside of its core franchises it's focusing on, like The Last of Us or Uncharted or Horizon or whatever? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the that's kind of the thing. I mean, obviously, we talked about this on the other video that we did. It's also on the podcast. Please go subscribe to the What Culture Gaming podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but that whole thing about you know brand identity and the face of a brand and how the Xbox brand and the Nintendo brands feel, um, where you know Xbox you can point to Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg doing the tweets on Nintendo side. You've got Shigeru Miyamoto uh, and Doug Bowser being uh, appointed one of the heads of Nintendo. Um, but on the Sony side, it's very much all just Jim Ryan, and he seems to be not necessarily making the best quotes in regards to the whole believing in generations and walking it back and then saying people don't care about old games. Um, so there's a, there's a little um, quote that lines up with that. Um, it is worth throwing in here as well. This is a quote from Scrubs. Um, but one of the um, someone asked, you know, why are Sony's um, why Sony like this? Um, and the dude's reply was uh, <laughs> in reference to the management um, that they are coded with the filling, um, which you know have fun editing that, uh, Mr. James Dowd. But um, you know, great way to refer to uh, the management. Also, a wider comment on um, you know the fact that Sony leaves so much legacy content on the table. So many old school franchises they don't bring back uh, or maybe you know things that are associated with the PS1 that don't come back um, the guy says that you know from the internal side um, certain IP has more value in a cultural sense than it does in a market sense he says he knows it as an example it's not Sony but look at Metroid as a comparison that franchise is critical to the history of games but it's sold 20 million copies throughout its life the most recent Animal Crossing game outsold that entire franchise and yeah. then says for Sony um, Sony is a business and they care first and foremost about where their money is not where the sentiment is um, which, you know, you can apply that to everything from Days Gone being canned to, I mean, any any example of fan wish fulfillment not being not coming true. Yeah. Um, also to throw in, in regards to the backwards compatibility stuff, um, he says the backwards compatibility is one of the most requested and least used features. Um, says that he doesn't know exactly what Jim Ryan has said but uh, about how little it was used, but that is true because of the, um, from the numbers that they have. Um, so that does sort of... I mean, that was always what Jim Ryan said, that people want this and they're not going to use it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's more just a general game preservation thing, that if we want to play an old game, you should have an access point to it. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on the uh, certain IP has uh, value in a cultural sense, but not a market sense? 
Yeah, not like totally surprising. I think the writing has been mm. on the wall for that over you know the past few weeks since that Bloomberg report came out and they were talking about you know games like Gravity Rush not being a priority, but games like mm-hmm. the future of The Last of Us, the future of Uncharted being the thing that Sony is focusing on because they're the biggest properties, they're the things that sell the most, they're, they're what's going to bring in the most money overall. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at the expense of taking a risk or even greenlighting things that will only be modest hits, I think that's a mistake. I think that is kind of you're going to miss out on so much creativity and interesting ideas being tried in these games you know for me personally i would love Mm. to see sequels to games that weren't smash success successes or even critical successes like the order 1886 you know people don't really like that (laughs) game and it was rightfully you know kicked when it first came out but there's a lot of potential there there are interesting ideas in there and there is franchise Mm -hmm. potential same with days gone you know days gone you know it didn't receive a great critical um reception it didn't get nine of tens out of ten and but the fans you know really embraced it players embraced it despite its faults and it acted as an interesting foundation and a promise of better things to come you know you need to build these things up nothing or very few games are going to come out with the same impact that uncharted did with the same impact that the last of us did with the same impact that horizon zero dawn did you know like those are Mm -hmm. anomalies and sony is just kind of like gunning for that stuff at the expense of everything else and that and that does make me um, worried about what we're potentially missing out on because I want to again stress I love all of those mm. games that I've just mentioned and I also love the <laughs> studios but that's not uh, the same. diet that I want to live off exclusively you know I want to try other things well, I want to incorporate other types of games from Sony who you know historically has always been more so than some of the competition, willing to take a risk on these things and willing to yeah. diversify their portfolio and their libraries and let their developers do new and interesting things and to potentially veer away from that and focus on only a handful of core brands. Again, mm. I can only see that as a mistake from a consumer perspective, not necessarily from a business perspective. Well, the thing that stands out is like, obviously you mentioned Metroid as a comparison. Like you you think of Nintendo, the amount of mistakes that Nintendo make in regards to just technology access points in general, like the whole limited access window to Mario's 35th collection yep. or whatever. Um, that whole thing though of a brand or an IP, a franchise, whatever, having cultural value. So we'll do it anyway, because it looks good. It feels good. We should have this game, you know, on shelves. Um, Metroid's a perfect example of that because they restarted the development on Prime 4 and give it to a whole other studio just because it's Nintendo, you should have a Metroid. Um, And obviously, like, you know, on the Microsoft side, there's a lot of sunken money gone into Halo to just make sure Halo Infinite comes out. Um, And on the Sony side, right now, you know, if they're pursuing this whole, you know, if they're discarding cultural value or anything in regards to non-monetary value, um, you know, like those sort of franchises that just should be up there. um, The Sony right now doesn't feel like they would greenlight a project or continue a project. I mean, they just cancelled Days Gone 2. So Mm -hmm. um, obviously there's a, a, you know, girth of difference between the uh, cultural impact of Days Gone versus Metroid. But if they're changing all this number focus stuff that's always where everything goes wrong that was yeah. that's always where every major company puts a foot wrong um, and even Xbox did that at the start of the last generation so it's like I don't know this for me I think it's like illuminating getting someone from the inside just saying like yeah they are you know thinking along the same lines on the lower rungs of the Sony employment ladder um, that we are as outsiders as well um, so yeah let us know what you think down in the comments below of everything that's been sort of revealed or confirmed or whatever within this report um, and let us know what you think for now I've been Scott from whatculture.com I've been Josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.